There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome back to part three of the Stompcast. I'm here with Adol wandering uh, in central London. It's a beautiful day-ish. Well, it's not really. It's quite grey, but I always think positively it's not raining, which is great. And we've come off the back of a very wet Christmas. I was in Wales for Christmas and it rained every single day continuously. But... It didn't stop me stomping. I just accepted I was going to get absolutely drenched, which was fine. The only problem I do have is Rolo, my dog, is like a sponge. And if he's out in the rain, he just I swear he just soaks up everything that you walk him through or around. So Yeah, uh, our dog is exactly <laughs> the same. So when we finished the last part, um, I was saying that you're very inspirational. I have to say that when I came, when I told my friend Ali that I was coming to record with you today, she decided to tell me that she has a whole drawer dedicated to all the treats and products that <laughs> you have she's well, not crazy Ali. she's great she's great but you really do you know inspire people and I think because you've been a part of this conversation around well-being for a long time you've got kind of the privilege of seeing and learning from I think you know things that have worked things that people have found helpful and also I guess like that reflection of our own learning like you're a mum now you've got two children you're running can I say businesses in a way? There's yeah, multiple yeah. things you're running as well as trying to, you know, continually provide content to, to help people. I just wonder, like, now that we're in January, this time of year of reflection, when you look back over the years, what are the kind of big lessons that kind of jump out to you that you think, oh, that's, that's been helpful, good or, good or bad, or moments, I guess? You know what? I think on a really personal level, the best thing that I have learned... I started very much, I think if we were going to, going to categorize health and well-being into sort of cooking slash nutrition, um, movement, exercise, stomping, obviously very much part of that, de-stress, mindfulness, anything you want to put into that category and sleep. I, and I passionately believe one of the, you know, to your point earlier that not connecting mind and body, I think not connecting all these different parts of health and well-being and making everything so one-dimensional it's one of the biggest things we're getting wrong in this industry but I came at this very much from food initially and I was really interested in food and the effect that that would have on energy and you know inflammation and things like that and and that was great but it kind of only took me so far and then I sort of slowly have become more and more interested in the other elements of health but I think what for me I've become so passionate about is this idea the kind of faultiness of willpower that I think we always hear about and people are like, I've got good willpower, I've got bad willpower. I just don't believe that and I certainly have never come across any studies to make me change my mind on that, which is that I think, I think so much of looking after yourself comes from self-awareness and self-belief and I think the best thing that I've done is almost trying to strip everything back and really improve my self-esteem and... I think that sense of self in the world and and that creates a sense of ease and compassion to then make really simple, healthy choices and not feel like anything needs to be overcomplicated or overthought and just kind of enjoying just being. And I think this like multidisciplinary view of wellness being about spending time with friends, about going outside, about 
you know, disconnecting from your phone and not just being about broccoli. That for me has been, yeah. A life full of broccoli. A life full of broccoli. Charlie's laughing in the distance. Do you like broccoli, Charlie? She does like broccoli, fine. And I think the, and and listening to that point around the motivation and, you know, that not being necessarily your best friend, uh, I think the thing that is kind of almost the dirty word in in well-being is is, because it doesn't feel very fluffy, is discipline. Mm. And discipline is really important because when you think about habit forming a habit is by definition it's almost an involuntary thing that you do Uh, if it's truly a habit it's almost you're doing it with little or no thought it doesn't really require much decision making so for example getting up and going i'm going to brush my teeth and have a shower i didn't make a decision it was almost like a i just did that i just strange if you don't it's just like you wouldn't yeah it's not it's not a decision that you've made you might decide do i want to have uh, chicken for dinner tonight or fish but you don't really decide whether to go shower you just walk in the shower and do it so and similarly getting dressed but to form that you have to go through a few different steps don't you you do need motivation initially because you need a reason that you want to, to do keep something doing it. if you're like right i'm gonna start fl- flossing my teeth you've got to have wanted to start flossing your teeth to make that action happen and have a motivation that you care about enough to keep doing it day after day exactly it always helps if you've got a powerful i guess initial motivating factor but then the big bit in the middle between starting something and it becoming a genuine habit is a period of discipline because the problem with motivation is that it comes and goes doesn't it by you know it comes in waves almost by definition you're feeling motivated at the moment that implies that it is a it is a feeling you're having it's not like a state of continual being and what i've found is that and i think this is i i'd imagine a lot of people would agree with me with this is that especially in January, you've got really high motivation. You want to kind of go, you're like, right, I'm going to go to the gym 20 times a week and, and all that kind of stuff. And then within three or four weeks, the motivation, as it always will, it drops. And if you but haven't replaced that... Because you're like you've overdone it. pouring <laughs> everything in. That you're, is a really good point. You're just like full up. That is a really good point because often with our motivation, we're overzealous. We do too much. Right, I want to start running for a marathon. You run twice a day, get ankle injury, bad exactly. back. You're tired. You're fed up, you've tripped over. And you're it hasn't sick of worked because you're trying to accomplish something so enormous. Exactly. So, in a very short period of time. So, in some ways, actually, the discipline is interesting because sometimes you've got to be disciplined not to do something. Oh, I think, I, well, so first of all, I mean, I am, I always think it makes me sound like the most boring person on the planet. So, kind of forgive me for this. But I, for me in my life, and I think for a lot of people in their lives, you almost can't separate discipline and contentment slash happiness Mm. and I know that sounds so dry no it's true but I do and it's not for everybody I think some people naturally have this like ease in their life Mm. and I don't you know they don't necessarily need the same habits to get the same outcomes like I know if I don't look after myself I watch my mental health like just jump off a cliff slowly um and you know if i don't exercise yeah parachute off exactly (laughs) and then you kind of feel yeah you just you tumble and it's you know i know if i don't consciously do some kind of meditation or mindfulness or things away from my phone you know i don't have time where i switch off i don't exercise and move my body i don't eat pretty well i just feel so much worse my happiness is so diminished and i think that's the case for so many of us but um but we don't really want to admit it because you know, discipline's a bit Sounds boring, dull, it sounds a bit like it? disciplined at school and we all want to rebel, but exactly. it's kind of but, And that's why you've got to find what it is for you. And that's what, you know, because it's like, you do need discipline, but if you enjoy it, 
you only need so much discipline, exactly. don't you? Like if what it is that you love is going for a run, because you love being outside and you love the sensation of running and that sense of freedom, or you love a HIIT workout because it's short and sweet and it's 10 minutes and you love getting really sweaty, or you love yoga because it's really calming and soothing, or Pilates because it's more technical. Who knows? It's gonna be so different yeah. for all of us. But I think if you find what you genuinely enjoy and you look forward to doing it because you love the feeling of it, it requires that bit less discipline. Whereas as soon as you're trying to do something because someone tells you it's good, it's rubbish. And it's the same with, you know, changing your diet. Like, you know, if you want to eat healthier because it gives you more energy, that's great. But only cook what you like. You know, I was watching in that's the so office. True. Don't cook all meals that make you no, miserable and unhappy because you're not, never going to stick to don't it. Don't cook any that make you miserable. <laughs> yeah, like, that's, that's a bad such idea. a waste of life. And I'm watching people do it this week. And like the saddest little lunches I've ever seen in my life because people are on these January diets and you know they're fasting for 18 hours and then they're having this little salad and you just know this is going to last four days because yeah. it's, it's called so, a January diet for a reason it, it lasts so the, end, the end of January exactly it's <laughs> the point earlier six yeah. percent of people are still doing it at the end of the year and I think it's you know you never need to eat something that doesn't taste good that's healthy there's so many ways to make things taste really good and it doesn't you don't have to eat things you don't like and it's just it's just this big change but it is discipline though to decide to cook that even if it's quite simple versus get a takeaway or just make toast there's nothing wrong with getting a takeaway and eating toast but if you did that the majority of the time you're unlikely to feel as good as you'd like to feel and that is just a fact that i think we sometimes would quite like to skirt around I'm going to use an analogy if i may that i quite like and it's kind of the idea of forming a habit being like taking off on a commercial plane so if a four pilot decides to take off and it's kind of similar like forming any habit you kind of need a plan what that habit might be like i would like to walk i would like to be able to run 5k i'd like to, be able to run a 5k so you kind of plan okay this is the destination i want to get to i want to get to cyprus it's going to take this long this is the reasonable plan to do it this is the height i need to fly at and this is where i'm going to land and when it comes to doing it you're basically sat there as a pilot the motivation is that takeoff that energy you need to get yourself up to altitude when you're at your desired altitude, you're given like parameters in your flying. You can either be at maximum, say, 35,000 feet, and you're not allowed to drop between 25,000 feet. And that is almost your discipline, because if you do too much of it and you run twice a day, you're going to burn out and, not, and injure yourself and not be able to do the 5K. If you don't do enough, you're not going to get fit enough. Exactly. And eventually, when you keep between those parameters long enough, you decide as a pilot, right, I'm happy now to put autopilot on. And that autopilot is almost when the habit is formed. And I guess the little bit of add-on, which is what the pilot will always do, is even if it's an autopilot, you can do check-ins along the way to make sure you exactly. are at the right place. And I think that's really important as well, because not all habits we form are good habits. Because I think we often associate habit forming with positive well, things, sometimes but sometimes it's not. good habits to start with. Yes, you that's know, true. And that some things can start that's true. and be great for you, and then really not serve you in any shape or form. And, uh, a year later or two years later and that's so okay yeah and it's kind of like that's where it comes almost we've looped around in that idea back to say for example alcohol you might start a habit with the best intentions but it might get to a point where you need to reveal and you've decided it no longer serves the intention you wanted to or the parameters have changed around it and it means that that's become but obsolete. we're so as a society we're so judgmental about it like i could bet you anything if you then said you know what this has been a fantastic six months to reassess my relationship with alcohol i really noticed it was having this effect on my sleep or on my mood and you know i think i'm just going to drink every now and again now because i miss a glass of champagne at someone's wedding yeah. let's just say 
And then you, I feel like you just see all these people say, oh, so you're drinking again now. Yeah, Do you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? It's like I weird. know, this slightly, we were talking about it in my, in my, I was saying this to my team, and they were like, oh, the only thing is, you are, when you choose to talk about being sober, alcohol-free, you're then, it's almost the stick that everyone beats you with when you decide. And I think that's why I've been so clear that I was like, I don't know how long I won't drink for, if I'll ever drink again, or if I'll go back to Taking drinking. Taking a pause. I am making my own decision to, to review and, and reflect. Um, I'd like to... I, delve into a little bit of around parenthood because there'll be yeah. a lot of parents listening I know there's a lot of mums and dads that listen to the to the stomp cast and I think understandably people are quite frightened about the online world that young people are growing up with and you you know you've been you've got an incredible community of support but you've openly had times that have been difficult where backlashes over this I mean one minute you're you're great and other people are annoyed at you another time I mean I literally experienced that on an almost monthly basis as, as well so I know exactly what what you kind of, oh, I can't say exactly what you mean, but I certainly have an idea. You know, what would you say to, to parents, you know, growing up with children? What are the kind of ways they can support them to be safe on the online space? And especially when it comes to well-being and eat this or do that or exercise like this. Gosh, it's so difficult. And I have to say, it terrifies me. My, so my children are two and a bit and three and almost a half. And so they're still, you know, they're still little. But I can see Skye, who's the older one, she's the first time getting a sense of self. Yeah. You know, I can watch her. She's becoming conscious of herself in her surroundings. And, you know, she went back to school yesterday, start of term at nursery, and she, was, she wanted to wear this full tutu, this sparkly mm. silver and pink tutu <laughs> that um, her aunt had given her for Christmas. And she looks Bless so sweet. Her. And I, it's one of the easy ways I feel I can impart self-esteem into them is allow them to be completely their own people yeah. Yeah, you know yeah. if they wanted to she went to the science museum the day beforehand and she was wearing that sparkly tutu just like three different colors of pink and silver and then flowery leggings like knee-high socks yeah sparkly trainers and then a pink christmas jumper with multicolored christmas trees with different colored pom-poms on and reindeer ears <laughs> and then wings <laughs> And I was like, you know what? She was like, good <laughs> for you. Image like, honestly, good for like you. Running around. And that's how she dresses <laughs> now. So like good. she's like she's that. completely given up on like any I sense of normal clothes, and she loves expressing herself yeah. like that. And she wants to wear a Minnie Mouse like um, Disney dress all the time. And my sense is like that is a way that I can show you that I don't judge you for how you appear in the world every day, and hopefully that will impart something into you but there is something just i find it terrifying watching her so she said you know oh will my teacher say oh you look lovely in that skirt and i thought gosh that's the first time i've heard her articulate that she's wondering what other people and she was thinking that they were going to say to her wow you look amazing but it's just the first time she was aware of that people might have a reaction to her and i do think it's you really frighten me. I try my kind of big focus as a parent now is just trying to impart as much self confidence in them as possible. You know, we do affirmations in the morning together, and I know that might sound a bit woo woo to no, people. I, but I love doing affirmations. We I say, affirmations I am special, I am loved, and I can do anything. And they, they both, we do, all do it together, they both do it. And you know, who knows what they're taking in, they're two and they're three. But a lot, I, actually. I think a lot. I think a lot, a and lot. I hope it just, Definitely. you know, being able to say every day to yourself, you know, I couldn't say to myself, I am loved, I am mm. special. That's how, you know, when I started doing these affirmations, I found that really confronting. I think lots of people do. And, you know, if they can say that to themselves from such an early age, hopefully it starts to, I guess it's just trying to equip them with tools because the world 
It's really hard, I think, especially for teenagers, especially for teenage girls of body image. And mm. a friend and I were talking about this last night. Like, you know, we're moving towards body positivity much more-ish, which is great. There's more conversation yeah. around it. That is great. But at the same time, we're now into the world of like cosmetic procedures becoming yeah. the most normal thing in the world. And again, I don't say that to judge anyone for wanting to do that, but it's just this like continuous, you know, we're moving away from loving extreme diets and we're moving towards just altering our physical appearance in a totally different way and the normalization of that. And to me, like, I don't think that they're any different. So it's like, I feel like we should celebrate body positivity to an extent because you know, now you can get Botox in John Lewis or mm. whatever it is. And I, th I find that just a little bit worrying. Not Almost to too familiar, almost. almost yeah, too, and uh, I think it's just this continuous like, yeah. focus on our appearance, you know, the way that people present themselves online and on TikTok and things like that. You see very young girls, it's very provocative. And it's, you can't ever take that back. Mm. You know, I think mm. you know that as much yeah, as I know that. Yeah, Anything yeah. that you can put out into yeah, the ether exists. Yeah. And, you know, we both came to that much yeah. later in our lives yeah, yeah. and we didn't have social media when we were little yeah. and it just it makes me nervous the world they're mm -hmm. going into and I, I don't say any of that for judgment for wanting to change yeah. your body or your appearance like yeah. we have different reasons for doing Absolutely. it but it's just this fact that we are still you know we say we've moved past it but I think as a society we're still so yeah. obsessed with how we look yeah. um, and the wellness is a big you know is a part of that. I think um, just going back to what you said about affirmations though like that is such a powerful thing and do you, do you know that um, one of the best times to do affirmations is when you're brushing your teeth yeah because of that point of like the physical and cognitive like yeah. there's something around um doing a physical action while you're trying to learn something same thing as they say like if you're trying to learn something don't sit still at a desk yeah exactly. go out and walk or throw a tennis ball if you like I, what i used to do at university if i really struggled to learn something i get a tennis ball and i throw it against the wall while and i'm learning saying it, yeah. I'm like, and then whenever i'm in the exam i need to get it back i think about throwing the tennis ball against the wall and it all comes back so affirmations like i often do do it just brush my teeth in the morning or the night and if for people you find it hard doing it just start with one simple thing don't have to go straight for like i love myself or whatever it can be like i am pleased that today i made the bed totally i did well exactly. making the bed today it could be literally starting with most like i'm literally pleased that today tonight I, I made food or today i did my best you know and that's something you that's, can come back enough. to time and time again so my husband and i both we it's the first thing we do in the morning like literally the second we wake up we do the seven minute affirmation meditation and we both have our own affirmations um and it it's just it's been very very powerful i think for both of our mindsets for trying to first thing in the morning look at the the good in yourself in the day in the world and it helps set that up so i think in terms of parenting it's i find it petrifying the mm -hmm. idea of them going out well, i'm glad that you're being into like, the world I'm, I'm kind of really pleased that you're so open about that because it'd be easy to say oh you know especially as someone that is that is so much on the platform on like on the online space but like oh no it's gonna be fine but the fact that you're kind of open about that i think there's a lot of parents let's be honest yeah. that share your worries about well i know that i go around the country and literally hear from the parents parents i mean so many parents messaged me about my book about a day and about their worries and their hope that that will kind of support you know their their kind of journeys through things and i think it's just something we we all have to be aware of that this social media thing has become so big so quickly and it's not just that but people are having it so young now and the problem is you know you can try and stop children being on social media that doesn't really work exactly um, you've got to learn to live you, with you it you can't manage that so it's really about kind of how do we empower young people a to give them like resilience for themselves and i think that's really important about confidence building resilience like sense of self, self exactly self-esteem self, self-esteem but then how do we also like 
like what do you know how do you protect like is that is that something you thought about how like was like older how do you teach them to be careful I mean, I online think, I, you know what i think for me the biggest thing is just trying to from the get-go get them to realize what social media is and i don't think mm. social media is all bad i no. think there's loads of amazing things about social it's media. as good as it's bad and it's as bad as it, it is good. exactly but what you have to stop seeing it as what i think it's great for is it connects people yeah and what it does is it allows you know easy access for information community and whether i want to redo my bathroom and i can see a thousand and one different ideas about diy or like color schemes or you know you're interested in fashion and you can see loads of ideas or outfits you might want to choose or you love food and the number of free recipes or free workouts or affirmations or whatever it is that's amazing i love it for information what i don't love it for is the perfection like the sense of like presenting yourself and i really realized that quite early on and in a way i kind of still exist on social media but i am myself my face few and far between because i am so flawed like i am so imperfect and i think that anything you do where you're trying to show like this is my life this is my day i do this every day it's just so it's insincere isn't it and i think it's not always deliberately insincere i think part of the reason i realized that it was from when it had been so first time was kind of 2015 and I you know from the outside my life would have looked so great I had just published the best-selling debut cookbook ever 23 Mm. or something Mm. at this point and she got engaged to my husband it was great like looks pretty good what actually happened two days after we got engaged was my parents told us they were getting divorced that part wasn't that surprising but a whole load of things came out that revealed things you would never, ever, ever want to think or know about people close yeah. to you. And we had this breakdown and rupture and, you know, a long way past the kind of normal divorce proceeding. Yeah. And it was absolute hell. And we were watching everybody kind of go through a nightmare. And, you know, that continued. And, you know, shortly after that, you know, I remember it was my birthday and someone in our team posted on social media and they said, oh, it's happy birthday to Ella. And actually it was one of those strange things. There was a picture and it was from our wedding and there was some cake, uh, flowers on the cake and it was on Daily Mail online and there was this whole thing about how I tried to poison my wedding guests by putting poisonous flowers. The flowers aren't poisonous, just as like an <sighs> FYI. I wasn't trying to kill everyone oh, I know. What, journalists? They'd um, never do that. Papers. But I was, again, it's like things could look good, but actually what was really happening was my mother-in-law had just been diagnosed with terminal brain cancer. Oh, and, you know, like One my husband was in the almost. hospital with her that night, getting ready for the operation to understand, you know, to try and remove it, this huge brain surgery. And it was just like, these things kept happening. And, you know, we had a big loss, my my um mum's partner lost his son this summer and just like the, all these things have happened these things that happen in real life and none of those are my stories to talk about in depth on social media there are other people's stories but obviously have a profound effect on your own life because they have such a profound effect on the people around you as well we and don't live in silo do we, we totally and it but i think it was just such an example of the fact that like there you could be and i remember when this was all happening with my parents and you know, it was so horrible. I didn't speak to my dad for a very, very long time. And, mm-hmm. you know, like putting up a picture of porridge and just thinking, this is insane. Yeah. Like, here's a piece of porridge. And that's when I was like, you know, I don't ever want to ever do anything like where I'm like, this is my life, all of my life. And yeah. ever anyone who follows us to think that I'm showing every facet yeah. of my life, because I'm not, I'm not at all, because I can't. I don't think I want to, but I yeah. also can't. 
there's, 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 you know, I'm really, and this is, I've talked a lot in the past about kind of not seeing everything that goes on in their lives, but, but you've actually really hit an angle, like some, you've hit something there that maybe we haven't talked about much before, is that sometimes you can be vulnerable and share things, but you only see the tip of the iceberg, and also, like, you really don't, you really don't know what else is happening in that moment. And, like, I've definitely had it where, I don't know, like, you, you share a sense of vulnerability or you're putting something out there but behind the scenes you're going through hell like hell and high water it's an awful time some there's other things happening that is not your story to share exactly all that you can't share or that you don't want to share and i think it's very important for people just generally not just talking about influencers i'm just talking about people in life it might be just people you, you meet at work or whatever is you really don't know what's happening not at a clue. home really be careful about how what you say and what you do i mean one of my biggest fears i think i don't know it's because of my brother and you know you have this thing of like oh it's the last time i spoke to him thankfully that was the last time was was actually like a, an embrace and like a nice goodbye going to seeing him him soon etc but the last thing you want whether you know someone or not is to be the last person that said something awful or to be the person that just put the straw on the back of someone's you know camel's totally. back and it's, you do you never ever ever it. ever know what's coming um, and I think that's what I want, you know, going back to your original question, what I so want to equip them with as they grow up is this sense of, like, use social media to talk to your friends, to, like, share funny memes of cats or, you know. <laughs> yeah, like, I literally, my TikTok is largely cats, dogs and whatever. That's exactly, and that's great. So I guess, you know, social media, it's, it's kind of realising that social media doesn't equate to life or your exactly. validation or like your value to people around you or indeed yourself shouldn't be based on your social media. And you should never try and emulate somebody else because you really are seeing 20 seconds of a 24-hour yeah. cycle, maybe two minutes. But it's, it's not that people are being inauthentic or insincere. It's just yeah. nobody has permission to tell yeah. all stories of their life no. because they affect so many other people or they're not ready to or whatever it is. And I think that... That's the two things as a parent yeah. I want to do. I want to equip them with as much self-esteem and self-worth as is possible. Yeah. Um, and then also to help them understand from day one that there's so much great to glean from social media and be inspired by, but never ever mistake it for reality because it's a million miles from. Should we do our health fact of the week as Definitely. we wind up towards the end of Definitely. our stomp? We've really been, I can't believe how much the time has flown. I, I wish I could have your afternoon, but alas, you have a life to go and live. So I shall have to well, release you back into, the, back into the wild. So let's do our health fact. So a study led by researchers at Friedman School of Nutrition Science has found that there is a link with poor gut health, meat intake and cardiovascular disease so i guess back to that point really about you know what we do in our life our decision making has an effect on our on our physical health and in many ways there's not a surprise in that but i guess you know in our day to day it's quite easy to disassociate from what we do and the outcome of our health so easy that's one when i changed my diet one of the things that struck me most was i'd never thought about what i ate i would just like grab a sandwich on the go and i never stopped to think like what might this give me and not that you want to be thinking that about every single thing you eat that would become very, very dull, very, very quickly and not particularly healthy. But we do, I think, have to become infinitely more conscious between what we're putting on our plate on a daily-ish basis and the long-term effects of that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Ella, thank you so much for coming on uh, the podcast. I've really enjoyed uh, chatting to you. And I think 
big reason that you've been around and I'm looking from afar for, for so long in this space and I think you are so well respected because you're so open and I really appreciate that and you know the episodes I've listened to you and other podcasts as well as your own I've, I've had that and I feel that very much you're a very authentic person so thank you so much for that and uh, I wish you all the luck in the oh future. well thank you I so thank appreciate you. it thank thanks you. for having me guys I hope you've enjoyed this episode uh, of the Stompcast please go and uh, follow Ella on her socials you probably do uh, already we'll have links in the show notes and things as well and yeah just really please do look after yourself you know if you're going to set goals and things really think about where that comes from and just be kind to yourself be compassionate be your best friend don't set things beating yourself with a stick is never a good start to the year 100% lots of love everyone take care and goodbye thank you so much for listening to the final part of this episode with Ella it's been an amazing conversation I'm so grateful for her time just a little reminder that if you are looking to develop habits my book live well every day seven steps to happiness is all about developing sustainable achievable realistic habits that are going to benefit you in the long term so check out that book and of course I've got my children's book a better day too thank you ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me Kiki Palmer Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.